0: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go behind the wheel and under the hood on everything automotive with high-speed stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Join Josh and Chuck, the guys who bring you stuff you should know, as they take a trip around the world to help you get smarter in a topsy-turvy economy. Check out the all-new Super stuff Guide to the Economy from HowStuffWorks.com. Available now exclusively on iTunes.
2: Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. This is High Speed Stuff. I'm Ben, and I'm hanging out here today with our auto editor Scott.
1: Hey
2: man. Hey Scott. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How's it going? It's going. It's oh, go You know what? It's going okay. Hey, look at me. Oh, thank you, man. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had I've had a pretty pretty good time uh, today. <laughs> On a a one to ten, I would say today is right now at an eight, but let's take it up to a nine. Oh, sure. I want to do something a a little different. Mm Hmm. Um. You know, usually I ask, bring up some kind of topic, Um, but but you're the you're the expert here, so I want to give this one to you. What What do you want to do today?
1: Hey, I've got a plan. You've got a plan. I've got a plan. I've, uh, I've. I've prepped for the show um i've i've looked up some information that i think is pretty interesting or at least i at least i think it's interesting i don't know if you will or not but um i found some interesting facts and figures from indycar the indycar series uh-huh as well as from the nhra the drag yeah. racers drag racers the national hot rod association yeah yeah okay. um because may is you know approaching. And that's uh, time for the Indianapolis 500. And that always gets me a little bit fired up. So um, that's why I was kind of investigating indie cars right now. And I got I got some information from uh, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway site, uh-huh. uh, the facts and figures that they they publish, you know, right there. So this information is from them, direct from them, as well as from the NHRA. Oh, I like it. Yeah. I like where you're going with this. Yeah, and there's kind of a uh, back and forth that's going to be happening here, but. Um, Interesting stuff from both both series. Are we saying maybe kind of a, a comparison, yeah. contrast? Thing well, or? maybe. I mean, they're each really, you know, each series does what they do really well, and they do different things. They do very different things. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. the difference between IndyCar and, and drag racing extremely different. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, I don't know, it's a pretty good list, and I think you'll you'll find it interesting. So let's kind of go back and forth. and We could talk about whatever you want, or we can just move on because you know. So but that's just the way it is.
2: Let's do this. I'm, right. I'm excited. I don't know much about this. All right.
1: Well, let's just get into it. And, you know, Some are more interesting than others, so you know, maybe we can just skip past. You can give me the nod or whatever you want to <laughs> do that we can we can move on. I guess we'll just go down the list and say that, um, okay, the IndyCar engines are 3.5 liters. They run on 100% fuel-grade ethanol. Ethanol? So, yeah, they run on ethanol. And they have more than 650 horsepower, which is four times that of the average streetcar. Wow. Yeah. Well, okay. Not not very impressive, right? No, is no, I'm it just is. I'm surprised. It, it is impressive, really, when you consider the weight of the car and everything else involved. But now let me blow you away with this uh, this drag racing stuff. Because oh, all right. now the nitromethane-powered engines of the NHRA top-fuel dragsters and funny cars. Now, these are the big, long, rail-looking type cars, yeah. so the really long ones. And the funny cars, is kind where the, the entire top lifts up, one-piece oh, yeah. one body. Uh, those have approximately 7,000 horsepower, which is about 37 times that of the average car. Wow. Yeah, 7,000 horsepower. That's impressive to me. No wonder they go in a straight line. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's pretty, that's pretty quick. Oh, and one other thing about IndyCar. Yeah. Um, I See, I'm messing up my list already. You're doing a great job, man. Um, Each of the eight pistons in an IndyCar series engine travels nearly one mile up and down in the cylinder every single minute. What uh, One mile a minute if you combine the up and down? The distance that it travels. Uh, the distance that the piston travels in one minute is one mile. I have a hard time conceiving that. I know because it's, it's very it's very short distance really, but I mean it's going so rapidly that um, it's traveling one mile every minute. Another thing about the cylinders in in a uh, NHRA dragster. Uh huh. Each one of the eight cylinders in a top fuel dragster produces around seven hundred and fifty horsepower. Each cylinder. Each cylinder. That's right. So that that equals the entire horsepower of an of a nascar engine which is still one four times no no eight times that
2: oh well, oh okay i meant the average car that's right uh, oh no 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 four times a getting NASCAR getting confused is still, here. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm just <laughs> mixed up but that's that's blowing me away that's so right one, one cylinder. cylinder
1: one cylinder and a top fuel dragster produces as much horsepower as an entire nascar engine they are very different machines yes they are that's right that's the way we drug nascar into this too yeah <laughs> um all right moving on uh, we'll talk about acceleration. How about that? Let's talk about acceleration. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're not as blown away by this list as I thought you would be. Um, IndyCar <laughs> series car accelerates from zero to one hundred in less than three seconds. Less? Really? Zero to one hundred in less than three seconds. Do you hear me? I yeah. Man, I, you, I, wow. I can't, I, I thought I thought you would be no, standing I'm su-
2: up. I well, I can't cuz the microphone's on the table, <laughs> but I would be. I would be if we had if All we right. Had, so, had so so
1: that's that's impressive, right? I mean yeah. 3 seconds 0 to 100. 3 okay. seconds to 100 miles an hour. Now let me tell you about the drag car. The Top Fuel dragster accelerates from 0 to 100 in less than 0.8 seconds. So can you can you, can you imagine your body Accelerating in a in a in a huge vehicle, yeah, in wow. from zero to one hundred in point eight seconds. I mean, no, I can't imagine I, that. I know that's like going into space or something. That's eleven. Now the numbers here, it says it's eleven seconds quicker than it takes a, a production Porsche nine eleven turbo to do the same thing, and that's considered an just outright fast fast car. on, yeah. the, on the street. Wow, how yeah. can pretty okay. impressive, isn't it? Okay, yeah, yeah I don't. I
2: just not not really to interrupt, but I want to ask you. Are people
1: even capable of reacting, you know, if you're a driver in that vehicle? Well, yeah, but once it's in motion, it's in motion. I mean, once once it happens, that's it. I and, mean, of course, the driver reaction is what starts this whole thing, and that's that's really that's key in, in drag racing is, you know, launch speed. and Well, there's control. There's a lot of different things that sure. are involved in drag racing, of course. But, yeah, that's got to be pretty taxing on your body, I would think, to go from 0 to 100 in 0.8 seconds. Less than one second. Less than one second, yeah. Yeah. Man, it's got to be intense. I'd love to feel it.
2: I would be terrified. Um, so you know, it, when it leaves the
1: starting line, <laughs> yeah, it leaves the line with a force nearly five times that of gravity, which is the same force a space shuttle as when it leaves the, the launch pad.
2: Oh, wow! I, you know, I just pulled out that comparison conversationally. I had no idea.
1: <laughs> it really
2: is. I'm nah, peeking you're... at my notes again. I was not, <laughs> I, I promise you, man. Scout's on it. No, I believe
1: it. I believe you. Yeah, Okay, well, anyways, we'll move on. Okay, yep. well, actually, let's talk about it. Okay, so you got to stop that power, right? Yes. you got to stop. So when they, uh, you know, they use chutes, parachutes to stop these cars. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, so when, they, when they're when they slowed, uh, the reverse force is more than seven times that of gravity when the chutes what? deploy. Yeah, so imagine you're, you're traveling at, you know, geez, I don't even know what they go now, 280, 300 miles an hour, whatever it is. It's up there. Yeah. It's close to 300. Uh, they hit the parachutes parachutes are kind of like an instant you know deceleration Uh seven times the force of gravity is what that driver experiences when those chutes open how wow so that's greater than the force of zero to 100 in 0.8 seconds yeah this is um you know i don't know i'm gonna guess 280 again Mm -hmm. um to well not zero they don't they don't instantly stop by any means but that force is really intense i mean it pulls them way forward you know the, the body wants to keep going forward that's amazing that yeah. people can do this yeah i know i'm surprised it doesn't break ribs and
2: collarbones mm-hmm. and you know because we stuff. were we we uh mentioned that before when we spoke about car safety mm-hmm. you know death proof cars i think was the episode mm-hmm. yep well what's what's going on what's with cars? yeah
1: <laughs> well let's t- we'll talk speed and distance because we've talked that before um, yeah the distance that an Indy car travels in, in a blink of an eye, literally thirty-seven something You're miles. Very, very good, good memory. Yeah, it's, it's 37, thirty-seven feet. Thirty-seven feet. feet excuse me. In uh, I think it was was that one tenth of a second. Is very very short. So you can amount probably of time. imagine that this is also impressive. And um, when they're traveling at two hundred and twenty miles per hour, which is, I guess, not that unusual. You know, on the straightaways in Indianapolis or somewhere like that, Man, Super that. Speedway, two hundred twenty miles per hour. The distance they travel in a, in one second is greater than a football field length. More than 100 yards. More than 100 yards. Is, yeah, it's more than the length of a football field every second. Every second. Every second.
2: I wonder just how far these cars could drive if they were just on a straightaway, <laughs> you know, in the <laughs> desert or something.
1: I don't know. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, when you think about the distance, I mean, really picture yourself... Standing, I mean, you could just stand anywhere. Mm-hmm. Look at the end of a, a football field, you know, just them around, go to a park or whatever, you know, pro game. Yeah. Imagine traveling that distance in one second, mm-hmm. and doing that, you know, not it's not just you know quick acceleration and you're done. It's it's constant. That's the speed you're traveling. You've got to re- be able to react to whatever's happening that far in advance, um, you know, and it's changing fast. I mean, it's not it's not a, a slow game by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for some races, you have to do that for
2: quite a long time. Yeah, that's
1: right. 500 miles. Yeah. Of, you know, yeah. sometimes less, but 500 miles of that, thats it's, uh, it's got to be pretty wearing. Yeah. Um, okay, so now we're supposed to be talking distance and speed. Okay. Um, the NHRA, the top field dragsters, travel the length of more than four football fields in less than five seconds.
2: What? So, yeah, okay. They go All straight right.
1: line. Yeah, I know. It's it's It's, it's hard strange. to think about. But... The any any car is sustaining two hundred twenty miles per hour for that one second for that for that period of time that we're talking about. Yeah. This this is going and you know then they're going to they're going to turn they're going to turn left or they're going to turn right or whatever they're going yeah. to do. Drag cars go in a straight line for you know a quarter mile, which is um, I guess thirteen hundred and twenty feet. Okay. Um, so yeah, quarter mile, and they do that in less than less than five seconds. Man. Yeah.
2: I know. If it was you know what if it if it just it seems like if only you could turn without risking your life and limb, that that would be kind of an awesome car to have.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, well, of course it would be an awesome car yeah, to have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but they, they just can't turn all that well. That's right. They just uh, they have trouble with the turns. That's why they're built for straight-line speed, yeah. and that's really it. Made and to do different things. Very purposeful or purposely built. Um, okay, let's uh, let's move on here. <laughs> Thankfully, right? No, no, uh, no. I'm, I'm still, I'm still back there in the football. Here's field an okay. Comparison. Here's an interesting one that we we talk about this a lot. Fuel consumption. Okay, okay. Yes. So here, maybe we're talking your stuff here. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Fuel mileage of an IndyCar Series car is less than two miles per gallon. Really? Yeah, less than two miles per gallon. A car burns approximately one point three gallons of fuel per lap at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. One point three gallons per lap. Man. Mm-hmm. And they run two. They do. They go two hundred laps during a race. But that is... and, and It's two and a half miles. And like, yeah, but yeah. L- let's
2: go back just for a second to one of the initial figures that we mentioned here, uh, ethanol. They run on ethanol. That's right. So technically, they could qualify as alternative fuel vehicles. <laughs> yeah, technically, they are They're alternative fuel vehicles. Not that's right. quite as efficient.
1: Yeah, an alter- alternative fuel vehicle that gets two miles per gallon. Yeah, that's right.
2: Can, can I ask you, this is a little bit of a strange question, with, with the... Uh, I guess they're sacrificing efficiency for performance, right? Yes. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, they're they're sacrificing fuel efficiency. Yes? No? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. And there I guess the question is why why do they run on these specific mixtures? Or this the for them it's it's pure ethanol, but for the drag racing it's uh Nitromethane. Nitromethane. Nitromethane, yeah. Yeah. Is it it's
1: just it's alcohol i mean alcohol burns incredibly i mean it's very explosive it's like uh um it's extremely combustible um the ethanol is less combustible um i'm sure that you know the, the each of the engines in you know each of the series mm-hmm. are tuned for that specific fuel and that's why they use that um now the switch to ethanol they used to run i think it was alcohol i'll, I'll probably get letters about this but um, <laughs> i think they ran alcohol I'll think, but I'll probably get it before the end of the, uh, the podcast. Here, oh but, yeah, we'll just um, we'll just go back to it. But wh- what about the
2: drag racers then?
1: Nitromethane, yeah. They they've run that for a long, long time. They've they've uh, not always, of course, but um, ex- again, extremely combustible. It's just very explosive fuel, and they need that power to to develop that type of power. The seven thousand horsepower that we're talking about. Yeah, there has to be just incredible amount of, of force happening in that engine in order to make it you know make it develop that type of horsepower. Yeah, okay. Um nitromethane is something that they, they really if they used a, a lower grade fuel mm-hmm. well first of all I don't know if it'd even work because the engines are specially tuned for that type of that type of fuel. But um, if they were to detune them or however, you know, whatever it would take them to run that, they wouldn't be able to produce seven thousand horsepower like they do. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they need something just extremely volatile. Um, where were we fuel consumption that's right fuel consumption right. okay um okay now you can imagine that top fuel dragsters burn a lot of fuel right yeah alright I you can may not have this is unbelievable alright top fuel dragsters and funny cars consume between 4 and 5 gallons of fuel during a quarter mile run which is equivalent to between 16 and 20 gallons per mile so
2: <clears throat> you're no no, no, no before no, we go sure. too far yeah you got that from their website. I did. That is incontrovertibly true.
1: Yes. that's. This is from the NHRA. Man. So you're saying, now we're not talking miles per gallon. We're talking gallons per mile. Yeah. Gallons <laughs> per mile between 16 and 20 gallons. GPM. Yeah, that's right. Gallons <laughs> per mile. Yeah, I think I had a car once that got gallons per mile. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so four or five gallons per quarter mile run, which is unbelievable to me. Yeah. Um, when you're talking about uh you know like a full pass how much they really use mm-hmm. uh the burnout um the burnout the pass and then you know back you know when they back up and they do the full run that you know idle down everything else between 10 and 12 gallons of fuel are used in that time period just the just the the full run like from start to finish between 10 and 12 gal- from when they start the car to when they shut the car off when they you know after they hit the parachutes uh-huh. turn the car off that's 10 to 12 gallons of fuel
2: you're making me rethink my plan
1: to get a dragster. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And let's see. Now, uh, one other thing about the fuel pump. Now, you've recently done a fuel pump on your car. I did. Yeah. I did do a, yeah, I... which, which I thought was pretty, uh pretty bold of you to do that. That's a, that's, that's a rough one on the car that you have. may Maybe naive
2: would be a better word. No, no, no it was good. It, but, was, uh, it was good.
1: That was... That's a story for Yeah, it is. But that, but that was good. Um, the fuel pump for an NHRA top fuel dragster. So you you've felt one of these in your hands. You know what yeah, they are, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Delivers sixty five gallons of fuel per minute, which is the equivalent to eight bathroom showers running at the same time.
2: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Is it the same size it, as a? No,
1: <laughs> no, I don't. No, I don't think so. I think it really be huge. I mean, yeah. I would have guessed that the, the piping on this thing must look like a fire hose. You know, the, <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. It's not like the little fuel line that you're used to. Yeah. Um, uh, anyways that was pretty impressive I thought. That, that is and the fuel line pressure is between 400 and 500 pounds which is 20 times greater than the than the pressure that you could experience in your car which i guess uh, it'd have car. to be wouldn't it yeah i would think so i mean it'd have to be pretty heavy-duty stuff well i
2: guess i, I kind of asked the stupid question there because yeah. it, it of course it would have to be right they're not
1: going to just say hey let's make the pressure higher yeah yeah, yeah that's right they, i mean if everything has a purpose everything has a reason i mean it has to has to force it in i mean because if you're going through 10 to 12 gallons in that brief amount of time brief amount of time mm-hmm. you know of course there's five critical seconds there uh, yeah. where it has to has to have plenty of fuel oh you know what one other thing how m- you know how much the fuel costs per gallon no how much does it cost 16 dollars a gallon really yeah 16 dollars
2: a gallon for this nitro methane so every race just the fuel alone that's Hmm, mm-hmm. that's yeah. pretty strange. Substantial. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. it's expensive to drag race. I
1: was I was assuming, but now I know. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> right. Probably more so than we know, I'm sure. Yeah. The cars only weigh 1,565 pounds, okay? The downforce that that car produces, you know, the pressure downward as, okay. at speed, uh, you know, the amount of pressure that it puts on the ground, 5,000 pounds of downforce at 220 miles per Jeez. hour. That is enough for the car to run upside down if it if it could maintain that speed. So that, let's say, if we had a, uh, a tunnel, let's say, with rounded edges, uh-huh. I don't know exactly how this would work, but let's say the car were traveling 220 miles per hour and it were to edge its way up onto the wall, mm-hmm. it could go all the way up to the top and run inverted, and drive on the at ceiling? At that speed and drive on the ceiling at oh, 200, at 220 miles per hour. That's
2: pretty cool. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool, too. We can't have races like that. No. Because <laughs> <laughs> no. that would be
1: disastrous.
2: <laughs> no. Okay, so downforce, then, is just what it sounds like. It's the force exerted pushing the car against the surface.
1: Correct, correct. Yeah, okay. NASCAR people know all about downforce because that's all involved in the draft and um, mm. how the vehicles behave, you know, when they when they spin around. Um, oh, Yeah. You know, of course that's bad but downforce is has its place in racing but they also it, they also um definitely has its place in racing it's it's also a balancing game because you don't want to have too much downforce in cars that have to turn uh because the, I'm sorry in cars that have to go in a straight line okay straight line cars have to have uh, well that that slows you down in a straight line and helps you in the corners i think Does that make sense yes i think okay. i
2: might see where you're going with this and before we get to it i i just i just want to see if are we going to downforce on the on the drag racing <laughs> of course we are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: wait 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 because yeah on my huge la- you know i promise i promise you we're nearing the end no we're no this end is it, yeah. this is this is pretty some cool. some of it is i agree some of it is some of it you know i could yeah you
2: know. oh you're being
1: maybe we w- could do some editing
2: listen maybe this is boring to you because you already know all about it That <laughs> yeah, could be but pretty uh true. the question i have is really about the wheels on the drag racers
1: does that have anything to do with downforce? The wheels on the drag? No, not really. Ah, uh, no, that's all about it. on the on the drag racers. Yeah, the huge wheels you're talking yes. about. Yes, those are pure grip. That's grip. Oh. Um, have you ever seen one of a dragster? This isn't on our list, thankfully, right? Um, <laughs> what? You ever seen when a, a a top fuel dragster? You know, you're t- you're talking the the long vehicles again with yes. the huge wheels in the back. Uh-huh. When they start, if you've ever seen a an extreme slow motion or high speed mm-hmm. photography shot of those things. The wheel is staying planted. Well, I'm sorry. The uh, the the tire is staying planted on the ground. The wheel inside the tire is turning already, yeah. so it, it creates this wrinkle on the edge, uh, like it's called a wrinkle wall, I believe, and um, that helps it adhere it and grip. And it, it's kind of like um, like when you take off with your foot, like if you're gonna run, uh-huh. if you dig your foot in and, and push kind of get the same sensation that you know your body's already in motion your foot's still staying in place just for that brief second before you take off but that helps that gives you the momentum that you need because if your your foot slipped the second that you started to run you would fall or you wouldn't be able to go very far you know if you're on Uh ice or something like that right so if you have a surface to grip onto that's what that's what that thing is doing it's it's this extremely wide grippy you know hot rubber tire that's gripping onto the rubber that it just laid down during that burnout that they do Okay. Editor. Okay. Uh, so it's rubber on rubber. It's very very adhesive, very uh very sticky.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm sorry if I took it to a tangent, man. No, I just no,
2: that's always good. wondered that's, about uh, that that's something one. Something
1: else. That's uh that's good. That's really good. Um okay, so we've talked about force and downforce and in IndyCar. Yeah. Um NHRA dragster between 4000 and 8000 pounds of drag uh, downforce rather. So that's more than enough, which is crazy. Yeah, because I mean, between four thousand and eight thousand pounds of downforce. I mean, that's that's an awful lot of downforce for a car that's going in a straight line. Yeah. But they 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 would take off like you know like a like a wing or like a jet if they didn't. And you you sometimes will see this. You know, if the wheels go up a little bit too high, mm-hmm. um, oh, that's they, they, they kind of launch themselves. Yeah, over the wall. They go into that. the other lane. They, you know, that mm-hmm. could be very very traumatic. Uh, i mean you, when you see that happen i mean sure dramatic i should say sure. um so yeah th- there's reason that you know they, they produce some downforce and actually quite a bit um one of the thing is that it's it's actually some of these cars are designed to run the first part of the track some of the drag, drag cars are actually designed to run the par- first part of the track with the front wheels in the air so they're only on two wheels for most of it i mean that not most of it but a, a significant part of it maybe a couple hundred feet even how is that advantageous? Uh just less rolling resistance, and oh, uh, okay. Um, you know, you've got two wheels on the ground versus four. Um, it's sheer it Seems power. like
2: that would make it flip, though. Just sheer power. I guess it's a the balancing down game. Fours. It's
1: it's yeah. it's a balancing game. They, I mean, if you go too far, you flip. If you if you don't do it enough, you got too much rolling resistance. You're not, you're not you're not on it enough. I guess
2: it's a dangerous game. Yeah, it is a very dangerous. I game. just wanted to say that. I know. Yeah. So, but racing season, right? Yeah. Do we have, we've
1: got some more, huh? Uh, very very little. We'll go through them quick. No, no, no. I want to hear them. Mercifully. We'll go through them quick. Okay. IndyCar tires. You were just talking about tires. Yeah. Let's talk about IndyCar the tires. tires. The weight of a an Indy, um, IndyCar series tire, uh, the front tire, so it's slightly smaller than the rear tire, but um, okay. not much. 18 pounds. 18 pounds? 18 pounds. Very lightweight. That's it? Yeah. Very lightweight. They're they're huge. If you look at them, if you watch yeah. the guy changing them, these are big tires. they weigh eighteen pounds. That's pretty impressive to me. This is gonna sound stupid, Scott. Mm-hmm. I
2: always thought the guy who was changing the tires was just I think pretty strong.
1: Well they are pretty strong, but this because you know, they do other things and you know they, they are right. I mean okay, it's eighteen pounds, fine, but you're throwing it around like it's, you know, nothing. You've got one in each hand. Yeah. Um that's the that's the other thing is that you know, as you're taking one off, you're putting the other one in place simultaneously. Um so very skilled. There is tread on those tires. Which very little tread, you know, you think that okay. they're slick, but there there uh, there's very little tread, three thirty seconds of an inch, which is slightly thicker than the cre- than a credit card.
2: That's all the tread that's. on I in? know.
1: I mean, my tires right now have that, but that's just because of <laughs> neglect. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's. I, <laughs> and they're terrible in the rain. That seems. Huh. I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah. And okay, well, well, this is kind of cool too. All right. Speed of a tire. The tread area of a racing tire approaches the temperature of boiling water. 212 degrees Fahrenheit. So at those levels, the tread area becomes kind of like a tar-like consistency, and it helps uh, the tire adhere to here to track. 212 degrees, or somewhere near that, is what the uh, the temperature of the tire is that contacts the track. So when they're changing these tires, because pit crews have to <laughs> have to do that, right? Yeah, that's right. So
2: when they're when they're changing the tire, wow.
1: I know. So it it
2: almost liquefies.
1: Yeah, that's right. It it, it does. It actually does look. It turns into a tar. Yeah, which you know. I mean, you're going 220 miles per hour, and you suddenly have to turn left pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, that helps, man. That's yeah, that's amazing. why. And you see, you know, when they, you've probably heard them mention cold tires before. You know, yes. that they've got cold tires and new tires, fresh tires, whatever. They're warming them up. They have to. They have to keep them this this temperature. This they have to get this heat going, so that they they can adhere to the track. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I thought. Yeah, I was wondered about. Um. Okay. Right. One other thing is that okay, they've got these big wide tires, right? You think yes. that's a lot of rubber on the ground, right? Uh huh. Truth is that the the total area of all four tires, uh, the actual area that contacts with the surface, is equal to about one square foot, which means that – see this piece of paper? Yeah. That's about all that's actually touching the ground on an IndyCar when it's traveling at 200 mi- 220 miles per hour, turning left.
2: So about a square foot of tar.
1: That's tar. <laughs> you say tar or tire?
2: Tar. I said T-A-R. <laughs> My accent defeats me. Uh, yeah. yeah, well uh, – Change
1: the tires. <laughs> Tars.
2: Uh, a, a square foot of T-A-R, tar-like yeah. substance. That's right, yeah. I and mean, it's, it's
1: extremely adhesive, yeah. um, and that's way more than passenger cars have, I'll tell you that. I mean, Yeah, definitely. Because, I mean, look at the size of an car tire versus the size of the tires on your car. So you can mm-hmm. imagine that, you know, you don't have that much rubber on the ground. You, you think you do, but you really don't.
2: Yeah, you can tell yourself you
1: do, at least. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's very, very small, really. Um, And then, okay, the speed, again, 220 miles per hour. Mm -hmm. The front tire, again, these these are smaller, slightly smaller. The front tires rotate at a rate of 43 times per second. So that means that over the course of a single lap at the IMS, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the front tire will experience approximately 1,955 revolutions, and the rear tires experience 1,800 revolutions. Oh, okay, and, so they are. Yeah, so considering a, a normal fuel stint is thirty laps, which means you know they have to come in for fuel after thirty laps, uh-huh. each tire could experience more than sixty thousand revolutions before it's changed for a fresh set.
2: They go through those tires pretty quickly. Yes, huh? they do. Yeah, yeah. they're
1: not cheap either. I don't have any. You know, I am going to take your word for it. Thankfully, man. I don't have any information about, you know, prices or anything like that. But um, yeah, I'm sure they're expensive, and uh, you know. Once they're done, they're done. That's it. You know, they, they use them for thirty laps and that's yeah. it or less. A lot of times it's less. I've gotta ask you a question.
2: hmm If you had the opportunity to drive in a race, mm-hmm. would you go with IndyCars cars or would you go with drag races? Indy car. Indy
1: car. No doubt. Why? My just my favorite. I spent a lot of time when I was young. I, I lived in Indianapolis and I used to spend the entire month of May at the track. No doubt about it. I would be an. Did turn. Yeah, I'm just I'm a huge fan.
2: Have you ever been to uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway? I've not.
1: Yeah. I, no, I've, I've lived here for some time now, and I haven't gone yet. It's I'm, it's no. a pretty big event when yeah. it
2: when it really gets going. So. I'm sure it is. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to go down there. Maybe maybe the summer I can. I think I think it's a pretty good place to see some I, some excellent racing I, firsthand. I think
1: so. I've already missed the big event for the year, but um, <sighs> yeah. there's a lot of events happening there. Yeah, there right
2: there are so. a lot, but the um, the big one may have already passed. Yeah. But I am still actually kind of bowled over by these facts. Are you really? I yeah, you can't, can't tell. tell. I got my poker ah, face well, on. Yeah, I guess but, so. Um, but I am seriously reconsidering um, buying a dragster now. <laughs> you know, well, you I don't know, like, man. Pricey. First, it's first expensive. the flying cars are gone. Now the dragsters. It's expensive. Well, I have a dream. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's a good dream. Okay. Yeah. So we're we're pretty we're pretty backed up on this. We've got the. Uh, well, pretty much got it. Out yeah, here. you know
1: what I, I tell you when you when you look at them if you mm-hmm. if you go to these sites if you go to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway site, the official mm-hmm. site, IMS, and uh, and look at these facts and figures and really you know digest them, really look at them and, and think about what they're saying in each one, mm-hmm. you'll be blown over by that stuff. I mean, it's really impressive. And the same with the NHRA. Again, they've got you know this list of facts and figures that you know are just if you if you take just a, a moment to to look at them and and understand what they're saying there. And then try to compare it to what you've ever experienced. It's just beyond me. I mean, what these guys go through. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's really, really cool. I love it. I guess that about
2: wraps it up for us as far as racing. But there's one more thing we should do, right? I think you're right.
1: Listener mail time. Listener mail time. All right, so our listener mail today comes from Roy. Roy. Um, and Roy listened to our trend podcast, our automotive trend. Oh yeah, past um, automotive trends, past right. automotive trends. That's right. And um, he had some good points. He, he was pretty complimentary, actually. He said you know, he liked the stuff that we talked about, and um, he had a list of his own. He has about ten here. We'll just go through a couple, um, but they're all good suggestions. They're all good mentions of things that you know he pines for, or you know maybe had had heard of in the past that you know. Are uh, long since gone. Oh,
2: other trends. He's... Yeah, other trends. He's oh, got, you know, awesome.
1: I mean, and I'm sure there's, you know, hundreds of them probably. Sure. But uh, he, he had a pretty good list here, so we figured we'd, we'd read a few of them. Uh, one that he mentioned was vertically stacked headlights. Have you ever seen these? Oh, yeah. He mentioned he mentioned the 66 and 67 GTOs. Um, I, re- I recall them from, I think there was a Ford 500 long time ago that had stacked headlights as well. You know, one right on top of the other one, mm-hmm. square. Mm-hmm. Square headlights, but uh kind of an interesting look i think i'm not i'm pretty sure that the uh the station wagon that they had in um national lampoon's vacation the, the original vacation oh you know i you I, might be right I think that car had four headlights on each corner if I'm not mistaken in a, in a square <laughs> pattern I, I believe it was you know you know side by side and stacked on top of each other I
2: remember thinking they looked weird yeah they were <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's pretty funny I've, I've, yeah. I have to remember the name of that car um he also mentioned vent windows um he says he misses these and i also do and uh, just total coincidence hadn't read this before but i was talking about these just this weekend
2: you know what that's a it's a really good call because now that i think about it i i didn't notice that but they did stop
1: making vent windows yeah they have um i've had a couple of cars with them Mm -hmm. and you know been in many cars that have had a lot of pickup trucks had them at one point yeah um, you know, the little triangular-shaped windows that are kind of up near where the uh, um, the rearview mirrors are mm-hmm. that you can angle angle to uh, direct wind, you know, right on you. I mean, it was great. It was just excellent ventilation.
2: Yeah, that was a good
1: design. Yeah, it really was. It was really cool. It was simple, and uh, I don't know why they've gone away. I just don't understand. It's, it's got to be just a design thing. Um, let's see. It's going down the list here. Push-button automatic transmission. Oh.
2: Yeah, I'm glad
1: those are gone. <laughs> Roy said that um, his dad's 59 Plymouth Fury had these. Uh, it was five, I think it says five buttons on the left side of the dashboard, uh, you know, to select the gear that you're in. Um, long gone. Yeah, I don't
2: I don't uh, need all of your expertise to assume that it's good that
1: those were gone. <laughs> yeah, that's probably right. <laughs> probably right. Um, let's see. One other thing that, you know, I, I guess we can just mention this is that hood-mounted tacks... Um, so a tachometer, hood mounted, so it's outside oh. of the the uh, passenger compartment. Kind of, it's right right in the line of sight. You know, you mm-hmm. can see it on the hood. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely a sports car thing. But um, I think he said that the GTOs, '69 GTO, had this feature. I think there was also, it uh, could be a Trans Am in there somewhere that had something like that. Um, now that I'm thinking back, kind of like the Smoking the Bandit days around oh. then, <laughs> sometime around then. Man, I, I, I've never heard I of that one. Could be off on that one. Wow! Yeah,
2: Roy, Roy's got yeah. some pretty good. He does notes and, and, there. Well,
1: you know what? I'm going to mention one other one that we hadn't really talked about. But yeah. um, he mentioned steering wheel knobs. You ever seen these? No. It's. I, I still see them on tractors and things like that. You okay. Know, a, you, steering wheels used to be huge wooden things, or mm-hmm. you know, maybe plastic, but uh, usually wooden. And um, there was a a knob on on the steering wheel that you could grab and kind of use as a as a guide to help you turn that giant wheel. Um, oh, okay. Th- the thing is that you didn't have to do this just, you know, hand-over-hand type turning mm-hmm. that you would do. You grab onto this knob, and it, and it pivots. It spins. It swivels. Yeah. And you could grab onto that knob and use that to kind of – I'm using my hand here like everybody right, can right. see it. But use that to, to make the turn, and it's real smooth and real fluid. Sure. Um, just kind of in way of easing that and turn the, a bit.
2: And I guess to, to put this out for our listeners, the motion we're talking about almost resembles stirring. Yeah, stirring. And yeah, it's so like, I was looking – Looking at it from the right, yeah, angle. that's right.
1: And you will see these on tractors and things like that. You know, farm equipment sometimes will mm-hmm. have something like this. And I think you can even buy something that you can clamp onto a, a steering wheel now, if you wanted to. I don't know if they're legal or not, but um, uh, don't bother me with questions and, of legality, Scott. <laughs> I think
2: I'm going to get one.
1: I think that's pretty good. All right, Whew, that's all I have, man. I've done a lot of talking.
2: Oh man, well. First, I think we should say thank you to Roy for riding in with such oh, excellent trends. Of course. Yeah, that was a good list. And uh, I'd like to take a second and uh, plug a recent development on the homepage of our website.
1: Mm, you're talking about the blogs. The High Speed Stuff blog. That's right. Yeah, the High Speed Stuff blog is on the homepage. You can access it from there. And uh, we talk about all kinds of things. I mean, it's you know news, it's um, topics kind of like what we cover during our articles or during podcasts, rather. And, um, I don't know, it's just got a lot of interesting stuff. You might want to check it out. Yeah, and to all our listeners out there,
2: uh, thanks for tuning in. If you have any ideas for a topic or a suggestion for future podcasts, please send us an email at highspeedstuff at howstuffworks.com.
0: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner.
1: Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene, what's good?
0: But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart